are Locked On Cougars. This is your daily podcast focused on the BYU Cougars. Thanks for joining us on a Thursday edition of the show. A lot to get to as normal, previewing BYU and San Diego in basketball tonight at the Marriott Center. You'll hear from TJ Hawes on the matchup and the revenge factor BYU has going into this game after getting unceremoniously dumped out of the West Coast Conference Tournament by the Toreros last year. We'll also talk some BYU football, another honoree on our all-decade team, and obviously catching you up on everything else going on in BYU sports news. A busy Thursday in BYU sports. We'll run down that as well. We are proud to be part of the Locked On Podcast Network, which is America's number one daily podcast network. And with that rundown out of the way, let's get going. This is Locked On Cougars for January 16th, 2020. What's up, guys? I'm Jay Catch, your host here on Locked On Cougars, your resident BYU insider. I work for the Zone Sports Network in Salt Lake City, Utah. Thanks again for joining us right here on Locked On Cougars. We aim to be your one-stop shop for all the BYU sports news you need to know each and every day. Keep it nice and tidy in a 20 to 30-minute podcast. That way you're always up to date, and that way you're the smartest BYU fan in the room. So that's what we aim to do with this podcast. It is available everywhere podcasts can be downloaded. Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher. Spotify, essentially anywhere and everywhere a podcast can be listened to, you can find this podcast. Please hit the follow or subscribe button on whichever podcast you're using and also leave us a favorable rating and review. Hopefully it's five stars and hopefully you guys are enjoying what we're doing each and every day here on the podcast. Let's kick things off today and talk some BYU basketball. BYU is back in West Coast Conference action tonight as they host the San Diego Toreros at the Marriott Center at 7 o'clock Mountain Time. This game scheduled to be uh, televised on BYU TV and obviously after what happened last year in the West Coast Conference Tournament there's going to be plenty of storylines going into this game about the revenge factor for BYU. Multiple players yesterday acknowledged hey there is a revenge factor to this game because we got unceremoniously dumped out of the West Coast Conference Tournament in blowout fashion at the hands of USD last year but this is a very different looking San Diego team just in terms of their overall lineup from what BYU faced the last time they scored off against them last March. Well I'm going to let somebody else explain a little bit more about this. Let's get to some of the comments from from head coach Mark Pope. He talked to the media yesterday about what he sees from San Diego and the lineup they put on the floor. Yeah, um, they're super dangerous. I think that's the best way to say it. They're really, really dangerous. Uh, you know, they have this uh, number five who goes off for 25 points basically on the second half of their game against Pepperdine. And that's kind of like the danger that you feel, right? And um, uh, they're really big. I mean, their front line is really big and really physical. Um, with the three guys that they're playing right now, and um, and they're pretty skilled. Uh, they they crash the offensive glass pretty hard. Um, they they haven't shot the ball great, but they have the potential. They have guys that really are capable of of, of making shots. Two can really make shots. Five clearly can really make shots. One is their leading scorer right now, and he's in the last five games. He's shooting forty six percent from the three point line. So. Um, you know, we we have to, you know, we got to come play as hard as we can. This is the biggest game we've ever had this season. 
There you go, Mark Pope. And number five is he refers to as Finn Sullivan, a six foot four guard, actually straight out of San Diego, California. Poured in a career high 25 points and a loss to Pepperdine last week. And like I said before, we went into what talking with Coach Pope. It is a very different looking lineup. Uh, the leading scorer for San Diego this year is Braun Hartfield, a six foot six swingman, averaging 13.1 points per game, 6.1 rebounds. I actually kind of like what Braun uh, Hartfield brings to the the game. He's more of kind of that pit bull type of a player. Bigger bodied player can uh, kind of have his way on the court and I like watching him play. We'll see what he does in this game. Six foot six, 185 pound junior out of Cleveland, Ohio. Joey Calcaterra is their second leading scorer, speaking of USD. Six foot three guard, 165 pounds, sophomore out of Novato, California. He's averaging just a shade over 12 points a game, 12.4 points per game. Uh, in terms of other statistics, 2.8 rebounds and 2.4 assists. So this is a very balanced San Diego team. Hartfield leads the team in terms of minutes played overall with an average of 34.1. But beyond that, you have six, no, seven other players that average between 18 and 29 points per game. So this is a lineup that comes at you in waves, speaking of USD. And like I said, just a very different looking lineup after graduating a lot of their star players from last year's San Diego squad. And as a result, they've had a rough, bumpy season season to this point. They're 0-4 in West Coast Conference play. They sit at 7-12 overall on the season. They're currently in last place in the West Coast Conference Tournament. So the biggest issue for BYU, I feel like, in this game is not looking ahead to Gonzaga because BYU at this point in the season, multiple national uh, media, we talked about this yesterday in the mailbag, they see BYU as as an NCAA tournament caliber squad. All you have to do if you're the Cougars is continue to maintain what you've done so far and not drop contests like a game tonight against San Diego. You lose a game like this tonight and that's like one of the just the millstone around your neck that drags you down out of the net ratings and just absolutely hampers your ability to make the NCAA tournament. Losing to Gonzaga understandable. You go up there and get your doors blown off without Yoli Childs which I'm not sure what to believe with regards to Yuli Childs reportedly could play on Saturday. Uh, Mark Pope yesterday was asked a little bit more about Yuli Childs. Let's step aside, actually. We'll let Mark Pope explain this. Here's Mark Pope on what the situation revolving around Yuli Childs and his finger injury is. I, we just don't know. So, like, the wound is healing, right? And then once we get healed, then it's a matter of, like, how much pain is there, how comfortable he is. You're still concerned about a re-injury. So it's, it's going to be a little bit of how soon he feels confident, right? Actually, it's not just... Um, you know, you can imagine having that injury. And then it's not just like walking around or being able to flex your finger or anything like that. It's about like taking a big time hit or grabbing the ball or dunking the ball or like those things are the things that probably are going to take longer than actually the skin healing. So it just is going to be, you know, once we get, once this wound gets healed, it's just going to be a matter of like his comfort level, um, you know, to where he can play and be effective. It's his right hand. I mean, it's, uh, you know, he's a, it's a, it's a really important part of what he does. There you go, Mark Pope. And I would, if he might be sandbagging a little bit here, if Yoli Childs does line up against Gonzaga, that's a massive, massive get for BYU to have him back in the lineup. But you do wonder how effective he would be because you don't want to see that injury reopen, the wound reopen, and cause even further damage and have to have him sit out longer. 
I would expect that Yoli Childs does sit against San Diego. I'm not reporting anything. I haven't talked to anybody who's told me that. I just, looking at it for what it is, I don't think that he plays, but obviously that could change, and it'd be a big boon to BYU's lineup to see Yoli Childs against Gonzaga, but BYU as a team needs to ignore all of that noise revolving around Yoli and just focus on this game, the San Diego game tonight. I talked with TJ Hawes one-on-one yesterday after BYU basketball practice about the San Diego what it means for them to kind of get back against the Toreros after being knocked out of the West Coast Conference Tournament by USD last year. So here you go, TJ Hawes with myself yesterday talking about the San Diego Toreros and that matchup tonight. Here with TJ Hawes. TJ, you guys got San Diego tomorrow, and this is a team that beat you guys knocked out of the West Coast Conference Tournament a year ago. Different look, though, this year in terms of their lineup. What do you see from them on film? Uh, you know, they're, they're a very talented team. Uh, they shoot the ball really well. Um, and they really run in transition. So uh, it's going to be a great challenge for us to see um, you know, how we've improved on our transition defense and um, see if we can stop their shooters. Like I said, it's a different look San Diego team, but is there still part of you guys that were on this team a year ago got knocked out by them? There's a little bit of a revenge factor. Uh, absolutely, yeah. That's you know definitely on our minds. Um, a few of our guys that uh, played on that team last year, you know, we're that's uh, on our mind, and we'll be we'll be ready to go for tomorrow night. I wanted to ask you about some of the Marriott Center. You're gonna play your 120th straight game tomorrow night. What's it been like playing so many games here at home? But obviously, a bunch of them on the road. But what's it been like playing here in the Marriott? center uh it's great yeah you know it definitely uh is a huge benefit to us um this place gets super loud it's super fun to play in um and you know it's it's a tough place to play uh you know there are a few times when you know this place has gotten extremely loud or you like you can't even really hear yourself think um but you know it's it's been so fun to play here i feel like it's been a, a huge blessing for me is it crazy to think that you're going to be the guy that's played the most games and started the most games in a row in a BYU uniform and all is said and done? Yeah, I, I don't, I don't try and think about it too much. You know, I, I, I got, I got plenty to worry about, and so I'm just worried about one game at a time, uh, trying to help our team get a win. Obviously, it's natural for you guys to know that. Hey, we got the number one team on Saturday up at their house. Is there any possibility you guys overlooking this game tomorrow night? No, I think this is something that you know, it, coaches instilled in us since the beginning of the year that we're going to get better every single day. And, um, you know, it definitely is cool that we're going to play uh, the number one team in the country's home. But, um, you know, we, we take things one day at a time here, and uh, we'll be ready to go for Thursday. There you go, TJ Hawes, BYU in San Diego tonight at the Marriott Center, 7 o'clock Mountain Time, like I said, on BYU TV. Of course, radio broadcast is Greg Rebell and Mark Durant up and down your radio dials and also streaming online if you want to listen to the game that way as well. Should be a fun contest. I'm, I'm guessing BYU should win this game handily. And like I said, all they've got to do is just kind of maintain their status in the eyes of the NCAA Tournament Committee and the national media is just beat teams you're supposed to beat like San Diego and battle hard against teams you're probably supposed to lose to like Gonzaga. But you got to take care of business tonight against USD, 7 o'clock. Be ready for it. It should be a fun game, and hopefully BYU goes out and puts on a good performance. All right, we'll switch gears here and talk some BYU football here in just a second. Before we do that, though, a reminder for you guys, when you're trying to listen to this podcast, you can make it real easy on yourself, and you can go hands-free with it. All you have to do is tell your smart device, your smart speaker, your smartphone, whether you're in your car, you're at home, at the office – 
tell your smart device, play podcast Locked On Cougars, and there you go. Boom, you've got the podcast playing and you're always up to date with the latest in BYU sports news. Real simple way to listen to the podcast and can't thank you guys enough for your continued support of the show. So once again, tell your smart device, play podcast Locked On Cougars, and always stay up to date with all the latest in BYU sports. All right, guys, let's talk some BYU football here for a minute. We'll get to our all-decade team honoree in just a minute. Before we do that, though, report last night, Chris Vanini from The Athletic writing a story, and he does this on a lot of these. When a coaching job opens up, he writes a piece about the pluses and the minuses of a coaching job for whatever school or whatever university has an opening. And most recently, University of Hawaii, the Rainbow Warriors, lost head coach Nick Rolovich to Washington State, creating a vacancy there in Honolulu. And in the piece, in The Athletic, and it's a a subscription site, I think it's well worth the subscription. You may beg to differ, but I was reading it last night, and it said among the candidates it had on the list was Ed Lamb, BYU assistant head coach and special teams coordinator. And I can tell you this much. Ed Lamb, if he were offered the job by Hawaii, would take the job in a heartbeat, and that would create an opening on BYU's staff. I tweeted this out last night, and a number of you responded on Twitter saying that that he hoped that he got the job. I understand there's a little bit of angst with regards to Coach Lamb, but he's been a very um, steady contributor for the BYU coaching staff, and I don't think that he'll get ultimately offered this job by Hawaii unless multiple other people pass on the opportunity to get down to Ed Lamb in terms of, I think, the pecking order of the candidates they probably have on their short list, but... Ed Lamb, he has chased Mountain West level jobs the last two off seasons, and I know that if he were offered a job like Hawaii, he would take it. He's recruited the state of Hawaii extensively for BYU and previously in his coaching career at Southern Utah, as well as other stops in, along his coaching path, and I can guarantee you he would embrace the opportunity that Hawaii would give him. Hawaii's a tough job, there's no doubt about it. You're not paid very well, you have a lot of travel going to and from the mainland, etc., but I can tell you this much. If Ed Lamb were offered that opportunity, I would guarantee, or I guarantee is probably too strong, I would bet he would strongly consider taking the gig if offered, but I ultimately think it's going to take some time for him to get offered that just in terms of the pecking order, I'm sure, on their short list of Hawaii coaching candidates. So I just wanted to talk about that for a minute. But now let's switch gears, talk a little bit about the all-decade team. Obviously, been running down the star players for the decade for BYU football. Getting a lot of no-brainers out of the way here early on. And today's honoree is another no-brainer, and it's Matt Bushman at tight end for BYU. The six foot five, two hundred and forty-five pound junior out of Tucson, Arizona, recently announced that he will return to BYU for his senior season in this coming season, 2020 season. Uh, he's married to Emily Lewis, who is the son of Chad Lewis, former BYU and Philadelphia Eagles star and I tell you guys this much Matt Bushman has brought tight end you back to BYU Uh, in the lead up to the Hawaii Bowl we played an interview with Steve Clark and he essentially said as much that Matt Bushman really got BYU back in the tight end business his career totals are 125 career receptions for 1,719 yards that's an average of 13.8 yards per reception and nine touchdowns in his career he's led BYU in receiving the past three seasons all three years he's played at BYU 
and he is the prototypical pass-catching tight end that BYU built their reputation on in the late 1980s, the 1990s, even the 2000s, and before that and after that. It'll be something that BYU uses as a differentiator for their program. Tight ends thrive at BYU, and Matt Bushman is just the latest and greatest to do it. He really got BYU back into the tight end business after Robert and I and the previous staff kind of had devalued the position. Matt Bushman has come in and just truly been a revolutionary player. He has plenty to work on. That's why he's coming back for his senior season. He needs to work on getting open versus man coverage. I've been watching a number of games recently. I watched some of the film on Matt Bushman, and he thrives against zone coverage. He can find the soft spots in a zone and get wide open or get himself open for passes really easy against the zone. But when he has a a next-level defender on him, I'm talking about a guy who's an NFL prospect covering him one-on-one, Bushman needs to work on his ability to separate from those players and make catches. He's no stranger to the highlight catch. He can make those catches, but he needs to be able to get open against man coverage. I think that's one of the big things he'll be working on this offseason as he goes into his senior year. I would expect, barring an injury, Matt Bushman is among BYU's leaders, if not the leading receiver once again during the 2020 season, and it was an easy pick to put him as the BYU tight end on our all-decade team right here on Locked On Cougars. So congratulations to Matt Bushman on that honor. All right, we'll catch up on everything else going on BYU Sports News here in just a moment. Um, preseason selections in the West Coast Conference for men's and women's tennis as well as the Thursday night schedule, which is actually relatively packed. We'll run all of that down for you here in just a minute. Before we do that, though, another ask or another plea from me for you guys to consider giving us a favorable rating and review on whichever podcatcher you're listening to this podcast on. The five-star reviews, particularly on Apple Podcasts, are really important to the lifeblood of a podcast because when these podcatchers see you guys interacting with these with my podcast or this podcast, Locked on Cougars, it really does help them promote it internally and that in turn builds the audience, gives us more opportunities for sponsorships, all the different things that go into it. So I want to ask you guys to consider giving that favorable rating and review, hopefully five stars, particularly on Apple Podcasts. And if you are interested in reaching a very saturated market of BYU sports fans. There's a lot of fans out there who listen to this podcast. Our download numbers have remained extremely strong. Love to have you guys on as a sponsor of Locked On Cougars, promoting your brand, your product, whatever you've got. You can email us for more information at LockedOnBYU at gmail.com. can give you some of the details on sponsoring the podcast, the rates, etc. But love to have you guys on board and represent your brand or your product right here on this daily podcast and reach actually thousands of BYU fans each and every day. All right, guys, catching up on everything else going on in BYU sports news. Let's start off on the Hardwoods. Women's basketball is in action tonight at 8 o'clock Mountain Time. They are in Stockton, California to face off against the Pacific Tigers. There will be a live stream of that contest on the WCC Network online. You get a link to that on the BYU Cougars website. You can watch that game. The men's and women's track and field teams are taking their teams across the Rockies to the Air Force Invite at the U.S. Air Force Academy out there in Colorado. will be taking part today through Saturday. Saturday in those events. You can get a full rundown of the heats and the event times at BYUCougars.com if you want to track some of that. I believe there will be live stats, yeah, live stats also on the BYU Cougars website. Men's tennis opened up their spring season yesterday with a 7-0 loss to number 11 UCLA, so a tough loss to open up their season, but as, despite all that, men's tennis actually was picked as the third, picked to finish third in the West Coast Conference Tournament this coming season. 
season. San Diego won nine first place votes with 81 points overall. Pepperdine garnered the other first place vote with 68 points. And then BYU checks in at number three with 66 points. Brad Pierce has done a good job recruiting high-level athletes for the men's tennis team. We'll see how they do this coming season. Their counterparts in the women's side of things, they finished to pick sixth in this year's West Coast Conference. Pepperdine finished first with 81 points and nine first-place votes overall. San Diego got the other first-place vote in 73 points. BYU checks in at number six with 36 overall points in the preseason polls. And best of luck to both the men's and women's tennis teams as they plod through the West Coast Conference slate of their schedule this coming spring slash the winter months should be an interesting run because early on in the season those teams obviously are spending a lot of time on the road in warmer weather climates but hopefully their play can travel with them and they can participate very strongly there. One final note for you guys today is that 13 BYU Cougars are named to the 2019 cross-country all-academic team by the West Coast Conference yesterday. Seniors Erica Burke-Jarvis and Olivia Hoge received all-academic honors. They had a bevy of honorable mentions with Amanda Erickson, Alyssa Fielding, Aubrey Frethenway, Kate Hunter, McKenna Lee, and Rachel Morin receiving the recognition there. Uh, Burke-Jarvis and Hoge also helped BYU to its best national finishes national runner-ups this past season. It's their best finish since 2003 nationally. Burke Jarvis, absolutely a phenomenal athlete, a three-time cross-country All-American, and obviously BYU expects to return another strong team. On the men's side of things, the 2019 national champions had three athletes on the All-Academic team, having Jacob Heslington, Connor Mance, and Matt Owen at Matt Owens, excuse me, honored there. Brandon Garcia and Michael Audison were also pegged as all academic honorable mention honorees as well. So congratulations to all the BYU cross country athletes on those all academic honors. They go right in line with all American honors on the track or on the cross country course, but getting it done in the classroom is very much important and BYU is getting it done. So congratulations to those student athletes. All right, that'll do it for today's edition of the podcast. Can't thank you guys enough for your continued support of the show. It's a blast to be with you guys each and every day. We have a blast talking BYU sports with you. And I want to thank you guys for continuing to download this show each and every day. We'll be back tomorrow recapping the San Diego game. Looking forward to a showdown with number one Gonzaga in hoops. More from TJ Hawes in an exclusive conversation I had with him. And obviously we'll continue to roll on with our all-decade team for BYU football as well. Until then, enjoy whatever's left of your Thursday, and we will talk to you soon. This has been Locked On Cougars for January 16, 2020.